You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. This is Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Hey, what's up? This is Chadis from Hell Yeah and Mudbane. This is Ron Bumblefoot Fall. Hey, this is Barbara Ryan Wilde. And this is Daniela Clark. This is Johnny from Art of Dying. Hey, this is Mixie from Stitched Up Heart. Hey, this is Nick Reese from Joyous Bowl. Hey, this is Josh from Bad Flower. Welcome aboard the shit making way. Fuck! Hey, this is Ralph Sutton. This is Aaron Jones. What's going on, gang? Zach Wilde here. And you're listening to Making Waves, the Ship Rock Podcast. Making Waves. Welcome to Making Waves. This is episode 60. We've made it through 60 of these beautiful, wonderful conversations with uh, some of our favorite artists. So welcome, everyone. Um, well, say hi to Chad. Say hey, Chad. Hi. I'm Chad. All right. There we go. Hi, Chad's Chad. co-host here. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Listen, guys, welcome. Welcome to Make Waves. Obviously, we're the Ship Rock Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media family, and one of the fastest growing rock podcasts in the world. It's true. The community is larger and more involved than ever, so thank you very much. So to make sure, uh, go ahead and share, uh, well, yeah, share our stuff, but also rate, review, and subscribe to it. Without further ado, if you guys don't know who this gentleman is he is the front man and vocalist for a blacktop mojo so please everyone welcome matt james matt thanks buddy that was my round thanks for having awesome. me on guys all right that, that, was, that was a delay yeah. oh, last nice. time we had matt on a making waves it actually wasn't a making waves it's more of a ship rock event and that was the hot sauce challenge which basically i shit the bed on <laughs> literally shit the bed on and matt was fucking completely unaffected but i think that is going to be the first topic we talk about is basically matt comes from a certain part of texas which is a little bit more more remote than uh, well Houston or Dallas or El Paso, so let's talk about that. Matt, buddy, we'll get to all of what's going on in your life, but we got to know what yeah. was it like as a teenager driving around Palestine, Texas, and figuring out I'm going to be a rock and roll vocalist um, for my life. Just yeah. give me my job, man. I don't know if I figured it out that early in life, <laughs> but uh, it was. It was definitely, uh, we moved back here, or I moved back here after college, and uh, Where'd we you go to school? started up, I, I went to school in uh, Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, Louisiana, and uh, played football over there for a couple of years, and then graduated and got the hell out after I got too many concussions, which is probably what's wrong with me now, so. Um, <laughs> that's when you figured out you wanted to be a rock star. Yeah, that's <laughs> when I figured out I wanted to be a rock star. Give that man uh, a microphone and a stage, stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I got hit in the head a bunch of times and decided I wanted to start a band. Um, and, <laughs> Sounds uh, right. Yeah, so we originally started playing uh, kind of what they call Texas country or like Americana type of stuff because <clears throat> that was the only – places that we could get gigs around here excuse me i'm sorry man <clears throat> the only places we could get gigs around here were like dance halls and honky-tonk type of places um places where you play country music for four hours on end in the corner of the bars and uh every now and then we'd start sliding like little original tunes or mm -hmm. you know like people like 
classic rock covers or whatever, you know what I mean? When you're sure. doing that were kind these, of thing. Were, so were this kind um, of biker establishments you were playing at? Yeah, biker, cowboy kinda uh it just depended on the depended on the night, you know, just playing for yeah. tips and um but uh we did that for a little while and then we decided like as we started writing original music it was more like more grunge uh like heavy type of kind of hard rock and roll so um, yeah. we decided we were going to be a rock band from from that point on kind of uh after we cut our first record and we started traveling out to dallas and houston and stuff and uh like chad said before we got on here it's it's kind of the perfect place to grow up in or be at in Palestine. Cause you're two hours from Dallas. You're two hours from Houston. Mm -hmm. You're three hours from Austin. You're like, I mean, you're right in the middle of everywhere that you need to go play and try to get out there. So it, it's funny when we think about bands, when they're first starting out and they're getting in the van for the first time and you're no longer playing the local circuit. And it is a big deal, regardless of what it sounds like to drive two hours to go to Dallas. You guys are playing Dallas. Holy shit. That place is <laughs> massive. I'm sure Chad went through right. Wilson you know, being from, a, I'm sure the outskirts of Detroit and then going uh, yeah, to Detroit or I was, Lansing. I, I or like, in, yeah. I grew up an hour away from the metropolitan areas. Yeah, and, and like, and like once you cross playing. a certain line, you were like, Whoa, you know, like yeah. that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting written up in the local paper is that these conquering heroes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that must be exciting. So, but I always love the idea that there's a certain, dare I say the word purity to be growing up in that kind of environment where you're not like, you're just, creating your own sound. You're not influenced by a lot around you. You're influenced by what your record collection is or whatever. And you're not following any trends because there are no trends about where you live. Right. So you're oh, setting sure, it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just bored and trying to play music with your buddies. That's pretty much how it starts. Yeah. Well, speaking of yeah. music with buddies, you guys just dropped album number four, self-titled record. Um, you know, for a lot of people may have just heard of you and go, they have four records out. And it's quite honestly, when I, you were dropping <laughs> out and I, and I, I knew you guys had some stuff out. I was like, this is the fourth record. I was like, that's deep into you. You're like in the midpoint. Well, I hope you make 20,000 fucking records, but I would say you're at the midpoint of your career when you're dropping number four. Jeez, yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> after the third one and the fourth minute, how's it, how quickly did they come up? They, you know, they come together for you guys. What's your process? Um, I think, well, it, it was a lot easier this time around, I, th I feel like, because we were not having to tour or do anything. Like, we just kind of were sitting at the house and we're like, okay, well, what else is there to do? Let's get together, you know, three or four times a week and let's just write music. And um, so we started last last July of, July of 2020, basically getting together and just kind of, of course, you you know, you're writing all the time and you know, you might have an idea that you hold on to for a little while and then you just start kind of compiling all those ideas. That's, that's kind of what we do. It's just like, Hey, I got this idea. And then, um, somebody else in the room might be like, Oh, that's cool. We, we could do this and kind of you jam it out and you flush all of them out and you see where they go. And, um, I think we cut the first demos for it in December and then kind of laid it all out and had all the songs pretty much ready to track by the time we, yeah. we went to Nashville in, in January. So, um, that one took about, took about six months, but you know, and then you got to do everything else after that. Like, you know, all the release stuff and getting it out of there. Sure. You sure. Know. I have but, uh, so it, many it, questions and I, I'll wait to yeah. Justin. Uh, no, have, yeah. have at it, brother. Have at it. We got questions for plenty coming his way. So please. <laughs> there's like uh there's like a few things you touched on and since we're on the record, I'll stay here. And then if you don't mind, I'd like to <laughs> move back 
to the to where you're from sure. in the band. Yeah. So first of all, this record you put out an LP, so full length in 2019, and I can't remember the actual date. What was the date that that came out? Like the month, uh, I should say. Uh, September 13th. So, so or no, 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 August 13th. My bad. Yeah. Um, Still, you had a, a solid four months, five months, maybe on that record, which most of it wasn't really touring anyways, because after the fall, things come right. down and you're just like focusing on holiday shows or maybe at, at the most doing a couple of regional things. And then the pandemic sure. hits. And instead yeah. of like, so like you have this record that just kind of came out and by all means, you know, it's not, it's not even 19, sorry, it's not even 20. 12 uh, version of like a record release cycle where there's like two years or something before the next one comes right. out, you know, but still at this point in time, you only got four months, five months, and then you can't do anything about it. And then right. instead of like being like, well, we'll just wait until the world comes back and then we'll play our record as, as intended. You were like, well, let's get into the room and jam together. And then that's hearing you say that that sparked something that only a place like it's Palestine, not Stein, right? Palestine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay, Palestine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming from, as you mentioned, Justin, coming from the small town mentality, here's my biggest question. Are you saying that you motherfuckers are like all around each other and going into like a jam space uh, during this period of time and actually like hashing it out in front of each other? Or are you doing what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah, had so yeah, wild to me, so, you know, that so, most so people we, don't do this anymore. <laughs> so we at the, yeah. And we, at the time we lived with each other. So we all lived in the house together. Oh. And so, yeah. um, and then, uh, our guitar player lived two minutes down the road. So like, it's basically like we all lived in the same house, you know? Yeah. I mean, for, I think we all moved in there in like 2016. So we've been, we've been doing this for a while. So you, we just, you always, always around, always around each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were like, Oh, well, nobody can be around each other. We're like, well, we're, we're in the we situation. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, we, we, that's we, live, we, live, we live here. So yeah. 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 I mentioned it says woodshedding is kind of this lost art, you know, mm -hmm. it used to be all you did is you go to, if you're an English band, you go to rock for farm and you just hash it out for six to 12 months create a couple of masterpieces and there you go, but you're in the room every day going, Nope, that's not right. That's not right. Oh, what is that right. lick you played over tea, a cup of tea, you know, whatever. So that, that is exciting, man. And that's uh, obviously that's where the unity comes from and the build and to be able to hang with each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, moved in stay. with each other in 2016. So how long have you been friends yeah. before the band started? Um, the drummer and I really had just met right before we started the band and started hanging out in uh, 2012. And then we've had like a couple of member changes and stuff um, over the years, but just basically since 2012, that's, so yeah, like that's when we've all, yeah, when we've all known friendship. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the new record is obviously an evolution of what you guys have been doing. And what I love about you guys is you guys like dirty honey and like rival sons um, just kind of oh, yeah. bringing back this like meat and potatoes kind of rock that's easily accessible to people as far as your ears. It's like, you know, it's like when Soundgarden and all those bands dropped at the time, it's like this stuff's kind of been missing, you know, and uh, to, to bring that back that you guys aren't afraid to throw a few ballads in there and, and soften it down a little bit because you realize your audience is male and female and we all need that. And what great rock record doesn't have some sort of ballad, <laughs> right? So, uh, 
Absolutely, man. You got You got to have the slope. that. Is there ever this? Is there ever this desire for bands doing what you do to go? Man, I feel like the sound is kind of like, and we should nuance this up a little bit. We should add something and make it more modern. Are you guys good with just basically just crunchy rock and roll? Is that your thing, or do you stay in that lane? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think even when we try to like modernize something or, or, or do something like that, it, it ends up sounding more in the classic rock vein just because that's, that's kind of where we come from. That's, that's kind of where we're influenced by. And, um, it's, it just kind of, it kind of just stays in that lane on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, yeah. Your, your guys' guitars are tuned to 1976. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get that. I get that. Listen, dude, there's yeah. a reason why that music lasts in the classic rock stations flourish is because it's, it's, it's peanut butter and jelly for a lot of people. And uh, it's accessible, you know, sometimes, you know, there's something to be said sometimes when not having to struggle with music sometimes. I mean, I like some progressive rock, but sometimes I'm like, what in the hell? At the end of the day, it has to retain some melody. So for sure, nothing better than a good four, four and big riffs, man. You're always going to capture people with that. That harkens back to what you were saying about how you cut your teeth, right? I would assume yeah. you're playing these honky tonk rooms. And believe me, as a dude, I'm not, I've lived in Texas. I've been to the Burleson yeah. honky tonks. I did my line dancing on it. I was yeah. like, wait, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know what you're talking about. I see the house band. I see exactly the type of room you're in. Yeah. And you're playing the hits. And I don't even know what those hits are at this point in time. You know, like, I left Texas when it was 2006 and I'm assuming not much has changed, but like as a new band, nah, what are the hits in a honky tonk room as a band? I don't, I don't know, man. It's uh, you got to hit on, you know, you got the guy, you always got the guy that comes up to you in the cowboy hat. That's like, do you know any George Strait? Do you know any, you know, do you guys know any Waylon Jennings or whatever? Um, mm-hmm. Just it, 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 it always varied from like classic country tunes to like nineties, pop rock matchbox 20 or like um yeah or or just songs that you know radio songs so what, it's Pilots kind of funny or, it's or, funny or, you or, mention or that. Sweet, sweet child of mine or something like that you know <laughs> absolutely there's yeah. a country yeah. tinge to it it's funny you mentioned right that, like you know when chad asked this, this you know people come up and they want the standards but the, uh, you guys were if you started doing it then you were kind of at the tail end of that uh red dirt uh, <clears> thing that happened right no one's yeah, coming yeah. up and asking for cross Canadian ragweed, right? <laughs> well, well, at the time they definitely were, man. That, that was a yeah. we they used wanted to play to hear se- that? Oh yeah, we used to play oh, seventeen shit. and fighting four, and you know some Stony Larue songs, or uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I can't even remember. It's been it's been a while, man. But yeah, hey, you know what? That's I mean, funny. A lot we, of people has to be said for that genre. Like, who wouldn't want Randy Rogers' career? Oh, absolutely, dude. He's yeah. he's still killing it, man. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, he's he, he's in the management game now. He's managing some of the younger guys that are doing it now. So I mean, it's it's awesome. Chad's in the management game. He understands that. I think it's yeah. I think it's very wise to have musicians move into that role because they understand it. They understand the little subtleties that you know office it, guys don't. They can Absolutely. Fix it, There's hopefully, you know, like they can, yeah. what's wrong with it. You know, they're, they're, yeah. those yeah. subtleties are usually there's flaws in them. And usually it's because somebody doesn't know. And then they just give it, let the other person take it on. I don't know if you have a manager or not, but the yeah. idea of it is like, wow, well, no, our manager will figure it out. Well, yeah. they're not going to figure it out for you the way that you need no. to figure it out for yourself. So, you know, understanding those loops, how do you guys have a manager? 
Because you release your records, right? Um, He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a phenomenal manager, but yeah, there is something to be said about, I'm sure you do great for your bands because you know exactly what it's like to be in a van or, to eat ramen noodles where, without water. Or, yeah, or, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Or just to be at a, at a venue where shit's not going right. Or, you know, I mean, like, yeah. You know what it's like to try to get paid at the end of the night and, you know, yeah. <laughs> have to threaten somebody. Or what, you know. <laughs> I, I hate yeah. to turn this back to this honky-tonk room. I just had one last question now that you mentioned the threatened thing and then I'm moving past <laughs> Because I've been in the room and you, you were mentioning like, you know, sometimes they'll ask for this or that. And I, I just thought, because I know my friends that took me to these places. I'm like, these are fucking right. assholes. These are fucking people who will like start shit with you just because you don't know how to play that song. So I would right. assume that somebody comes up to you and asks, but you have to be armed and ready to go. And your voice is so like big and boisterous and actually beautiful, dude. Like I can't imagine, <laughs> like, I can't not imagine how some of those like, uh, learning moments, like let's, I don't know the fucking words was my, my Wi-Fi is working. I got the, the lyrics. Yeah. I got the lyrics go. right here. Yeah. <laughs> or else I'm going to get my ass kicked by old Jane and Jane and Jennings over there or whatever the fuck oh, yeah. it is. You know? Oh yeah. So when you put all of those things together and then you merge it with this idea of you have to know what's up. Right. And then you're in the middle of Texas and you're going to be a band. Now you're making your own music. You're putting out your own records and then you get in the band and you go to that venue in Dallas or, you know, Austin, what does that moment feel like for you guys? And I'm talking about, can you bring us back to the catalyst of you deciding to do it for real and going on tour from your town? Man. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I think one of the moments that sticks out in my mind was we were playing in like deep Ellum in Dallas. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. yeah. There was the old room. There's a place that's not there anymore uh, called the boiler room that we used to play quite a bit. Um, right down the street from like the curtain club and all that kind of stuff. And uh, which is gone used now to leave too. The, which is also gone now yeah. too. Yeah. But they, they, uh, unfortunately that place was, the place was cool. But um, uh, they used to leave the doors open and like the, the door guy, um, you know, if you're a, if you're a band and like, in the big city or in Dallas or whatever, they would put you on a bill with, you don't really control who's on the bill with you. So you could play in front of, you know, a screamo band and then like a funk band and then like maybe a rapper or something. And then you're playing at the, at the end of the night. And the way you get paid out at the end of the night is they take a tally of people at the door that say they're there to see you. So basically if 10 people said that they were there to see you, then you get paid for, a little bit of money, like 50 cents or a dollar or whatever for those 10 people that were there to come see you. And so, um, the, there was a door <laughs> guy at the boiler room that used to, they would leave the doors open during this, like traffic land off the street. Well, like the door guy liked us and he wanted us to come back. So every person that came in, whether they said they were there to see us or not, well, if they came in during our set, he marked it down and he marked down a tally for us. So like, we brought those people. He was like, yeah, they came in off the street when you guys were playing, you guys brought them in. Here you go. And so they used to take care of us. And like, then one night we brought in quite a few people off the street. And I remember this is awesome. Like, I remember that feeling of like, this room's like half full now, dude, this is, this is, this is a good feeling. And then, uh, I don't know. You just kind of get that feeling. You're like, you don't want to lose that feeling. You want to do that all the time and just play to people every night. So you just take the leap one. We just 
we decided in 2016, everybody quit their jobs and we moved into a house. And we're like, we're going to take the leap and we're going to do this full time and just see what happens. I'll tell you, you, you just tell everyone the number one lesson of playing those kind of shows is befriend the doorman. Yes. And also yeah, what you're just telling us as far yeah. as like how you were getting paid. If that guy wasn't friends with you, that's the promoter shell game, man. You know, <laughs> oh, he's yeah, telling yeah. everyone low numbers and he's, he's, he's taking it on the side. It's just, it's a terrible, terrible fucking business. It is. Those rooms yeah, can be yeah. brutal, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause you, you never know, like, not to be rude or anything, but like somebody might play before you that just runs everybody out of the room or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and then and then you're there and you have no tallies next to your name because there's nobody there watching you yeah. basically. Yeah. So it's a yeah. it's a rough game, dude. It's a rough it's called it's a rough in-outs. thing to be in. Uh, when I was a buy, when I was a buyer doing all the shows up here in Michigan, I would be you know we would do something where we didn't have foot traffic. It would be like a hard ticket thing for like local new bands, and you would like here's a bunch of tickets. You keep X amount of dollars from the ones you sell, you know, and then um, you know anything after that you keep all of it. You know, all we needed to do is make the nut. And then these kids would go sell like a room holds 200 people sell a hundred tickets. So there's only a hundred more that are available for anybody else to sell of the other four bands. And then as soon as they play, they, they were like, we want to be in the middle. I'm like, shit, I got to put these kids in the middle. They sold all the tickets. And then as soon as they would play, there's two other bands and everybody was gone. Cause it was like a Sunday night or whatever it is. And that's how you cut your teeth, especially when you're in the middle of Texas and you're trying to get your name out, you have to take, so many blue ball hits, I, you know, just to get out of that honky tonk cover uh, situation. You're like, we, well, oh, yeah. we want to do this. Yeah. We have to eat shit. And there's no harder shit that I can, I can think of in my, all of my years of touring than eating Texas's shit. When like if things yeah. go bad, the next yeah. town is real fucking far away. And if you make oh, no yeah. money at that door, you're just like doing whatever you can to get into the next show, you know? So yeah. I can feel you. It's important for young bands to find out who the radio programmers are and then do the local <laughs> show and befriend them and gift them as much as you can, because that's really just get on the radio and not to worry about, you know, as Chad says, going out and doing ticket sales to strangers. Yeah, please, please yeah. buy these tickets, you know. Um, so speaking of shows and ticket sales, you guys are getting ready to head out again. You guys have been grinding since basically bands were able to get back on the road. You guys have you left you left and you haven't this is the first time you've been home i'm sure in a while i know yeah. you guys ran into a few days you had to you let go because it's just obviously what's going on in the world but you guys are back out and you got a lengthy one coming up dude what uh how are you feeling about it uh i'm feeling good man the first first six weeks went really well barring you know a couple of a couple of issues with the bus but you know you can't help that kind of stuff so um but the the crowds have been really good everybody's seems to be, you know, raring to go and like, just glad to be back out of the house and, um, back in a, back in a room with a live band, you know? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. We see these festival things, festival reports, videos, and everyone, when you have 40,000 people together, there's an energy, right? Well, what's it like oh, when you sure. guys are playing, playing your club shows and they, they, what's, what's the feeling in the room Are people, as you mentioned, it's just excited to be out. Like, I'm just glad to see a band just happens to be a band I like. I mean, or do you, right. Is there, is there a little trepidation when people go, well, I don't know, I, I'm going to try this or people are just like, fuck it. I'm here. I'm living my life. Um, I think most of the people that sh showed up on this last run were definitely like, you know, fuck it. I'm ready to go. Like, yeah, I'm in this, but I, I mean, I, I saw some trepidation on like social media posts and stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you feel safe coming out, then come out. And if you don't, yeah, then, yeah. then you, just, you know, 
Do you think? Absolutely. I mean, every, everybody's got to do what's best for them for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let me do a, I'm going to do a quick uh, commercial break here, guys, and then we'll get right back to it. Hey, folks, at this time, we'd like to remind you that not only are you listening to a kick-ass podcast right now, but we also produce an amazing rock-themed cruise vacation called Shiprocked. We'll be sailing to Costa Maya and Cozumel on the 12th voyage of Shiprocked in January of 2022. Sail away into metal oblivion with Lamb of God, I Prevail, From Ashes to New, Steel Panther, and our guest tonight, Blacktop Mojo. Well, this is Matt, but he represents the band tonight. Anyway, guys, if you haven't got a cabin, there are some still remaining. So please go to shiprock.com and find a cabin or find a cabin mate and, and get aboard, man. See what the hell we're all about. Back to the show. You have a record that just came out. It's your fourth studio album and you are self-releasing it. And it looks yeah. like you've self-released all three of them prior to this. Uh, first of all, Bravo. That is incredibly cool. Uh, to, if you didn't you tune in and listen to the rest of this, uh, if we're live now, I don't know. Oh, we go live yet in a second. Uh, but before we go live and we'll move into this as we go live, what did you do any fishing before you decided to go? Uh, nah, fuck it. Let's put it out ourselves. And if so, how did that go for you? Um, we did, we did a little bit of uh, shopping around and uh, had a couple of offers that just basically didn't line up um timing wise um we we actually raised a lot of money um last year through like a, a pledge music style pledge music obviously not around anymore but we did a pledge music style like funding campaign through our own website and stuff so we've been raising money for this since before like right when we started writing it basically and um so we felt like we owed it to those people to to get it out, you know, in a kind of timely fashion. Um, and we didn't really have the luxury of waiting until, um, this particular label wanted to put it out. So, um, it, but they, they, they liked the record and they wanted, you know, um, they basically were like, Hey guys, you know, come hit us up next record, you know? So, um, yeah, I it mean, was a, it was a, three records it, too. It was a, it was a positive. Yeah. Yeah. And it was okay. a positive experience. That's, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So, so then uh, let me, let me ask you if you had already done it your way for three records and now you have some interest, right? Cause that's the name of the game. Uh, labels come calling when, when, you know, come knocking when somebody else is paying attention uh, nowadays. Sure. Um, when you decided to say, I would assume at some point, even just go back to record three before uh, this self title one that came out. Did yeah. you also go through the courting process and decide that it wasn't your, um, it wasn't what you wanted to do with um, uh, under the sun, or was that just like, this is what we were going to do from the beginning, uh, release it um, ourselves. On under the sun, we shopped it around a little bit and I don't think we got as much, interest or buzz kind of generated with that one. Um, so, um, we got a few offers, but they weren't, um, something we were comfortable with, like moving forward sure. with at the time. So we just were like, Hey man, we're just keep doing this. And, and maybe next time around, you know, the offers will be better and the numbers will be make more sense. And, you know, it's a business decision at the end of the day when you're doing that. And, right. um, you know, everybody wants to be signed. I, you know, I, I, when you start a rock band, it's kind of like, oh, thank you. 
I think let there be light. Um, I was like, oh, <laughs> sexy over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but when you, when you, you know, when you start a band, you're like, man, I've got, you got all these visions in your head of like, Oh man, I want to get signed and play in arenas and be like the biggest thing on the planet. I mean, I think all of us goes through that. So the first time when a record label comes calling and it's not what you had hoped, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to, to say, ah, I, I think we're going to go our own way, but, um, well, listen, it's a leap of faith for doing yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? No, you know it, you it, it's, a, it's a leap of faith to start a band and decide I'm going to make this my career, right? Because yeah. you could shit the bed immediately. But <laughs> at this point, you're like, hey, we've already jumped the chasm of what a risk is. We can go ahead and do this because with delivery systems like Spotify and everything like now on platforms, yeah. and selling your own stuff, the money's there. You just have to go get it. And the label's not yeah. always going to provide that. They just give you, obviously, the glamour of being a part of a label, which is about as glamorous as getting your teeth knocked out with a hammer. Oh, yeah. 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 Quite honestly, at the well, end of the day. <laughs> but anyway, hey, real quick, guys. Welcome, everyone, on Facebook Live. Sorry, we were kind of in the middle of a conversation. Uh, welcome, everyone. Say hi to Matt from Blacktop Mojo. And if you guys have got some questions for Matt, please post them in the thread. We'll get to those. And we're going to continue our conversation and make sure when this drops on Monday, go back and listen to the whole thing because it's been really interesting about growing up at where Matt's from and then at Palestine, Texas. Uh, what it's like to grow up in a, in a small town and and, uh, and be a band. It's it's, it's not always uh, footloose, you know. Yeah, There's no, no, it's not. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we're continuing on with our conversation. So, 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 Matt. Now we're you're here. You just basically crowdfunded the record at this point. Yeah. Uh, the label w- that was interested, I mean, you saw the proof in the pudding. Like, y- do you have fans? Those fans said, yes, we want a record. We will give you uh, the paid in advance. And then you're saying, right. you're saying, oh, okay, well, we have what we need. So what are you going to do for us, Mr. Label Man? And sometimes people are like, oh, we got a great marketing team and we'll do this and that. You know, I've been through the ringer. Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But circumventing and coming all the way back around, now the record's out and you're, you put out a music video to lead out for it, for the single yeah. uh, Wicked Woman. You guys, I would assume, used the crowdfunding money to put that out, right? Yeah. yeah. You're going on tour. You're probably using some of that money to place ads and help support yourself uh, through the ecosystem that a label might put money behind. Uh, sure. And you're seeing um, every dollar that comes in from your master side and your publishing side, I would assume, is all coming right to you guys. Uh, yeah. And why the fuck do you need a label next time around unless they're going to come to you and say, okay, we see what you raised and we'll triple it. Yeah. You know? so, something like that. Or, you know, opportunity wise, mm-hmm. you know, you, n- you never know what kind of doors they can open for you. Like you said, it can, it can work out and it, it, it might not work out, but. Exactly. Um, you have an agent, right? I'm assuming you're not also booking your own tours. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. How's that going? How'd they, how'd they find you all the way out there? Um, so we originally had um, a manager that reached out to us um, via Facebook and um, he helped us book our first tour and we did our first radio single. Um, Basically our first tour was trading radio stations airtime for we'll come to your town and put on a free show for everybody. Know the game. uh, Yeah. 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 And uh, so that was our first tour in 2017. And, uh, Things didn't work out with that manager. Uh, we got our current manager now. Um, and he hooked us up with Sound Talent, uh, Tim and Eric over at Sound Talent. Great, great people over there. And uh, 
they've been booking us ever since. So Tim was my agent too for a while, and he's an incredible yeah. human being, and he really does he really does move mountains for his bands. I, I was going to sure. ask. So manager knew knew the team said, "Hey, check yeah. out this band," and they were like, "Yep, okay, gotcha." I didn't know yeah, like, they were it, like, it was like a we're yeah we're on board. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, it was a manager brought the team around. So yeah. Hey, just to go back real quick, because we have a ship rocker. Dave wants to know, how did you guys begin again? Could you just retell Um, the story for us, Matt? Yeah. So I just graduated college and I was working in a a coffee shop in Palestine, Texas. And the owner, um, basically I would book acoustic acts in the coffee shop. And then if I couldn't find anybody for that night, then I would play myself. And so I Eventually, have a I just, you didn't find a lot of bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were nights. There was a lot of nights where I didn't find anybody because that was way more fun than making coffee and sandwiches <laughs> and stuff. So, um, eventually, uh, I, I met our drummer through some mutual friends. Um, Nathan Gillis is his name. Um, and then we ended up running into each other at a party one night or a concert, actually. It was a Cody Johnson concert, it was country at a country venue near our house. And, uh, we were both really hammered as, as those things go. And I was like, Hey man, I'm playing at the coffee shop tomorrow. You should come check it out. And, uh, he was like, all right. And luckily he was drunk enough to agree to that and not drunk enough to forget, you know? Um, so he showed so he up the followed, next day. He followed, I was going to say he followed through. Good for him. Yeah. He followed through. He, yeah. he, he showed up the next day. He watched, watched me play and invited me back to his house. And he had a drum kit set up in the living room and, he just like went off on it and he's super talented drummer. Uh, don't tell him I said that anybody. Um, no, no, but, uh, we were yeah. actually going to go the other way and tell him how bad he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'd probably, he'd probably prefer that anyway, but, uh, uh, Carter. Yeah. We sat on his, yeah, we sat on his balcony that night and just talked about starting a band and it's kind of just snowballed from there. And then somebody called somebody the next day and they're like, Hey man, do you want to jam? So I assume you play guitar yeah. too, right? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I called a, I called a buddy of mine from high school that, that was in a bunch of um, metal bands and stuff when we were growing up and I knew he could kind of shred a little bit. I was like, Hey man, you want to come jam? Come, and then that, come ruin our jam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So like it, I, we literally played a couple of gigs where it was just me and Nathan, the drummer. So it was just me playing guitar and him with a kick snare hi-hat. And it was a, it was a weird thing there. But uh, um, yeah, the owner of the coffee shop would let us basically close up at night and then just play in the coffee shop. So we ended up, yeah. So we ended up jamming in there like every night <laughs> after. That's the deal. Yeah. That's the score. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I got a quick question just out of my own, own humor here. Since we're asking questions, do, did your, did Nathan ever do open mic night as a drummer uh, and a drummer only just like playing uh, covers <laughs> of like third eye blind songs on the drums? Yeah, no yeah, I know that drum beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Dude, I just thought about like, he can only really do that one Deftones beat where it's like, be like, I know that song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, anyways, we have a we have a question. Might as well start a little question earlier. This is from uh, Kay Gaffney. She wants to know what's the strangest thing you know way too much about. <laughs> strangest thing I know way too much about. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, Tuna fish sandwiches in the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> from from uh, from Subway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're not real tuna. Apparently. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
I learned mat. the other day that I learned the other day. Yeah, the yoga mat, Brad. I learned the other day that uh, not the other day, but a little while back that um, we'll never reach light speed travel with our current propulsion systems because if you reach light speed, the amount of fire that's coming out the back of the rocket would weigh down the rocket too much for it to reach light speed. So that, that's kind of cool. Well, I didn't know that. He's Basically like yeah. the, the flame would become too big and it, it has such a mass that it would weigh down the rocket and it wouldn't be able to reach light speed. Well, in, in order to like something, something faster like than the speed <laughs> of light, <laughs> there we go. Like yeah, the expulsion of the gases would actually weigh too much to actually push right. it forward, so it would just drop. Right, right. sounds like one big aeronautical That's fart. <laughs> yeah, it's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah. And anyway. I didn't know that. And now that's what my night's going to be. YouTube, here I come. Here's something more ban- <laughs> Here's something more band related. And this is from Catherine Rodriguez. Hello, Catherine. How have hey, the challenges Catherine. you've encountered in your band's journey shaped the band you are today? Um, it's what definitely growing made pains? us. Uh, growing pains, like uh, just guys realizing that like the tour life's not for them or like wanting to quit and do something else mm-hmm. when we're, when we're starting out, stuff like that. Um, just having, can I ask, can I ask you specifically, figure, what is figure, it? What, no, I was going to say, please. I didn't want to, Oh, I, I was just saying that having to, having to, having to figure out, you know, Hey, do we keep going right now? Or did, you know, can we yeah find somebody to, to keep, you know, to join this, crazy thing because you're you know when you're especially when you're first starting out you're asking somebody to kind of like give up to sacrifice a lot for something that they're not a part of already so it's kind of a a weird proposition you know because it's not like you could pay somebody hey we'll pay you thousands of dollars to come step in for us or whatever but let me ask you what is when you have band members that start out and then they realize Road's not for me. What's their number one? What's the epiphany they have that says that because they're basically living off next to nothing or they're get tired of eating tamales from like a, a, a shop in the middle of the road. I mean, what's, what's the, what's the challenge for them? Um, I think uh, one of uh, the original guitar player, I think the thing for him was that he really wanted to travel and see all these places that we were going, but he wanted to do it in a way where he could, enjoy the places that we were going to, you know, like stay for, stay for a while. You know what I mean? Which you don't really get to, you you just get a little snapshot of these places that you go to. What? You're not getting a residency in Williamsburg. Come on, man. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Branson, dude, we're going to Branson. That's right. Yeah. Actually you could have a residency in Branson. That's the scary part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're in uh, severe need of talent. It was, it, it was that kind of thing or like, uh, our first bass player, um, just wanted to, he wanted to go back to school and start a family. You know, he just kind of was like, this is, this is not for me. Yeah. Y'all can have fun sniffing each other's farts. I'm going to go make some real money. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. You know, in a yeah. lot of ways, that's good to get them out early and no offense to get them out early, but just saying you can bring in people now that you can actually grow with and that have the same vision to you guys and stick it through because then obviously trust in a band is, is, is just as important as gas in the tank getting you down the road. Oh, yeah. So yeah, big time. Hey, uh, there's some great questions. I'm going to continue on. Cause I like these questions. They're fun. And then they really sure. do explain what's going on with the band. 
Um, have you had any favorite surprises by your fans? Has your fan gifted you anything or done anything or said anything or anything like that? Um, we have been gifted a lot of cool stuff. Uh, that was by Amy, by the way. I'm sorry, Amy. Um, What's the coolest thing you've been gifted? We had a guy that mounted a cow, a longhorn skull on this board and he like routed out in like the shield that goes behind it, you know, the little the wall hanger, he routed out each one of our like pictures and it was really detailed and like crazy, man. It was, Oh my that, God. Like, this, dude, this motherfucker carved your face out, dude. Yeah. It, car- it carved our, like our whole, how like, very Ed Gein. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's super yeah. cool. But second yeah, to that, cool, you but super creepy. time that's going to take and somebody's, yeah. you got to be staring at your face so fucking hard, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know every nuance. What? Uh, they ask you, though, obviously it came down to the cockfight at the end of it. Who got it? Whose house is it sitting at? Uh, it's sitting in the band rehearsal room in right now. Yeah, it's sitting in the band rehearsal room. Very right democratic. Now. All right, very. Yeah, good. Yeah, broke yeah. down and it was yeah. cold out, so we had to use something for for kindling. Whose ever face doesn't burn the the most gets to keep it. That's how yeah, we're going to settle this. <laughs> and anyway, hey, Regina wants to know if you had to create a dream tour. Let's be realistic. Don't bring up the deceased. I mean, I guess it could if it's yeah. a dream tour. Who would be on the bill with you? The dream tour. Um, man, I'd love to go out with uh, Candlebox. That'd be pretty cool. I've always. So that's always a realistic. That's not even a dream. That's, just, that's basically two agents um, calling, going, "Yeah, let's do ten dates." That'd yeah, be, that'd be that's, good. Yeah, that's, that's within reach. Uh, um, Shine Down. I've always been a big Shine Down fan. Uh, their their early records when I was in high school and stuff. Yeah, that's what really well, that, definitely again, got me into like modern hard rock. You know, something very reasonable because those guys are always taking out new bands and bands that have been, you know, they're somewhat new and they're that fit their audience. You guys kind of fit their audience. Yeah. yeah. We're that putting it out like there in the their, universe, man. Yeah. Well, that's right. And <laughs> someone's going to hear this to go, who are we taking out in the spring? I don't know. I have this band out of Palestine, Texas, man. We can try them. Candle See, I was trying to make a dream tour come up and I, I was just like, wow, this is going to be, this has got to be, this has got to fucking happen. What's his name? Get his number. We're calling <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Make it happen, man. So you got yeah. Candlebox, Blacktop dream Mojo, tour. Shinedown, anybody else? Yeah. Um, who would be cool, man? I don't know. We'll go way out there for this one. This is, uh, I would always, I've always been a huge Eagles fan. Uh, next time the Eagles are touring, that would be Real That's sick, simple. you know what I'm saying? Especially I know you love him. Do you, do you really want to? Do you really want to deal with Don Henley for a tour? Do you, do you really want <laughs> I, that pain? Do you want that pain? I, I, I feel like it would be worth it, man. Okay, all right. So, would you say that's a whole he's tour? A, Eagles, been I mean, supported a, by Shinedown, and then yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Then you guys, yeah. and then Candle, or then Candlebox, and you guys, or whatever that is. That's the that's the tour. <laughs> I'll pay. I'll that's, pay. That's the yeah. tour. Yeah. I didn't know these were all one tour. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking separate tours, but yeah, I like tour. it as a, I like it as a package. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, yeah. you're, you right. definitely like it as a package. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to that. Hey, let's get to the portion where we talk about shipwrecks. Obviously you guys are coming back with us, thankfully. And we were stoked. You guys were like, Hey, you know, we sent out these surveys and yeah. you guys are like the second most requested band to come back after a band. I won't mention that's not joining us this time who are quite sizable. So, 
when you guys get a second, it was like, that was an obviously no brainer for us. Cause we want to make everyone happy. And you guys have, you know, been there for us and you guys provided some wonderful memories. Um, and so was it, where's Regina's question? Oh, it was Samantha. Sorry. Samantha wants to know what would you do differently on this tri- ship rock that you didn't do the last time you were on? songs from this record songs from uh, the new record no I'm, 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 I'm being a smart ass um what do we do different i don't know because we we normally wouldn't figure out our set until you know closer to ship rock time so it'll be well, a surprise even personal even how about me? personal stuff like like what does matt want to do oh, on this cruise okay. like damn it man i now i know what the cruise is about um, i i know what i'm gonna do yeah I got to catch way more shows this time. I spent way too much time drinking the last time. I feel like <laughs> and getting you know, you into can the, do both of those. It's an amazing thing. You can walk and chew bubble gum there. You can drink and watch bands. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Come on. Not everybody's you, Justin. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, you, lo- you lose track of time when you're, you know, drinking in the casino. It's true. It's no, like, that's I'll, where you I'll, I'll write that shit on my hand. Guys. So yeah. I'll be like, I'm going to take a drink. Oh, shit, 9.15? What time is it? <laughs> what time is it now? Left <laughs> Matt left that little bit out about being stuck in a casino because he got stuck at the craps table. I did yeah. get stuck at the craps table last Next time. Next time, I'm we going to go. Hey, I'm gonna go never to leave the table on a heater, dude. Yep. Never, never leave the table on a heater. Or never leave the table if you have to shit. Just shit. <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> they get a bucket person. Just exactly. shit. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sorry, I'll clean that up. Yeah. Don't I'm rolling, worry. I'm rolling hard. <laughs> don't touch it. I, I've rolled 20 hard eights in a row. Don't touch it. You, you like shit. Sorry. I just have this little vision in my head where like you roll the dice at the same time, explosive <laughs> diarrhea comes out. And it, you know, you just fucking you you win. It's the, all I don't even know how crap is it's good, but all of the money. Hey, it's like Chad. now you're lucky shit. <laughs> all right. Okay. There now you have to shine. do it every time. This conversation just let the shine down tour go, so we're we fucked them on that one. So all right, <laughs> Sorry, like, we can't man. have these guys on board. The fuck is on board uh, with us? Come on now. Anyway. Justin, can I ask him a shiprock question, like for real? No, ask him. Like I, I hope you would. Well, I mean, I don't know if you if we're moving on, but if we didn't, no, I want to stay on this topic. Other than okay. the other thing, yeah. Other than the poops. Okay, got it. Uh, so, yeah, we're done. I, your first, your first ship was a uh, year was what? 2018. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you been on a ship before? Just have you played a, uh, a crew? Have you been on a cruise ship? I should say before this. That was no. Nah, that was my first time. Like ever. That was okay. My first time on. Yeah. So then, in just think about it. It doesn't really have to be three sentences, but uh, can you give me in in a three sentence recap uh, your personal experience? Uh, walking up on the ship for the first time. Um, like a three sentence recap. So we walked on, you know, just something short and, and sweet. So you can just, you know, like, yeah, we walked on and the first group of people that we encountered were like, Hey, you're the guys from black top mojo. Let me buy you a drink. And that happened over and over again for five straight days. <laughs> and uh, we got to, and then we got to play on the beach with Wilson, with you guys. That, that was, was awesome. Freaking awesome. You got and, to play on the uh, beach. Uh, I, I got to press beep. I got to press buttons. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the PA got destroyed or whatever the night before that was wild, like, dude. I got a good voice. So we'll just do these acoustic songs. And I'm like, I don't. So I'm just going to play <laughs> no. some nineties heaters. <laughs> you killed it though, man. That was a great party. Thanks. Everybody had a good time, man. But so then uh, we, 
We did so that. Chad, and then we, uh, real quick, Chad, what was in the dropper you guys were hanging out? What was in that dropper? Uh, saline and uh, saline and and Pooey's like literal tears because <laughs> he has like overactive like uh, tear ducts or whatever that I yeah. could pull. So I like put the bottle underneath it and gathered a few of them and then put saline water in there. <laughs> um, Very good. These are Pooey's yeah, tears. Uh, if anybody's mad at me, uh, they were. That blame him. He wanted to put him in there. I wanted to ask you then. So here's your three. There was your three sentences walking on. Now and you drink your ass off. You had a good time. Now give me three yeah. sentences about how your experience of walking off the ship. Walking off the ship. Um, I need sleep. Is the, probably the first sentence. Um, I need a beer. Uh, hair of the dog. You know. Um, yeah. And then I can't wait to do that again. Oof. That's bit heaters. Yeah. Okay. Three senses. Wrapped it up. You did, you did it. You, you did. <laughs> yeah. Proper and everything. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. That was good. No. Uh, we're going to do Walk the Plank. Oh. And Matt, you're obviously pretty familiar. Are you familiar with the Walk the Plank thing? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, basically, we just ask you some random questions, rando questions. That's a okay. fucking street, rando. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you just give us your best answer. Um, and whatever, man, just pull it out, be, be honest, be truthful, be organic. Okay. The kids are saying, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, avocado. (laughs) So let's do a looks before age. Chad, you're up first, buddy. Looks before age. Okay. Uh, (laughs) what's been the most spiritual experience of your entire life? Oh man. Um, Probably uh, we won a contest to open up for Bon Jovi one time and uh, got to step onto a stage in front of 20,000 people. It was like sold out. And uh, I had like an out of body experience when we did that. I don't really, I was kind of how people describe themselves. Like I was, I was literally just watching myself play and then we stepped off and I was like, is it, it's over? What happened? You know, yeah. kind of, um, but yeah, that was, did you get, that was pretty nuts. Did you get to see John backstage? Was he, was he aerobicizing? Yeah. He was not aerobicizing when we met him, but he was drinking a uh, throat coat tea. So he was drinking or something, some kind of tea. Um, he was drinking a tea, like a, like a tea, like a, like a, like a hot tea, like a, a warm proper tea, British okay, gentleman. Yeah. yeah. Like a hibiscus tea. Yeah. A, yeah. A, British, <laughs> a British gentleman from New Jersey. That's yeah, actually yeah. a new hybrid. Um, there you go. No, he was, that was he my was, question. He was, he was really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It would have been really, I thought you're going to go somewhere and be like, and we were going to, we opened up for Bon Jovi and we closed our set with it's my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they tried to murder us on yeah, the way out. That's right. You should have they just broken us, into a medley. They put us in the trunk <laughs> of a car and, uh, yeah. no. Beat me senseless. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing a T-shirt that says Sambora shot first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Anyway, hey, uh, this is actually more of a question for Chad. Uh, Matt, we'll get to you in a second. Chad, uh, Samantha wants to know. She asked me, but I'm asking Chad because Chad's probably have a little bit more insight. Do we have any clues of who's going to be on the beach playing this year? Do we? Oh. Uh, um, I don't have any clues. But Not a I, clue. I, I have a I'm going to go ahead and say um, 
if it's warm, okay, here's my clue. <clears throat> if it's warm when you sit, did you take a piss? That's a riddle, and that should give you an answer. Nice. All right, you guys work on that bit of Shakespearean. <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful, man. Did you write wordplay that? that he just? I did. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Thank you. <laughs> All right. If you were to have a conversation with a deceased relative, who would it be, and what would the conversation be about? Um, I had a great granddad that used to play drums in a band back uh, with all his brothers back in. Uh, 40s and 50s and stuff i i would probably ask him how things have changed you know or like if he likes our music i guess <laughs> i don't know what's oh that's well that's yes yeah hey what do you what am i what are we doing here what are we doing wrong what are we doing right yeah what's uh yeah what, music? What, can, what, did he, what did he play i, I guess big band um, and blues I, at the time pro- probably like uh they played a lot of like uh, weddings and like school functions, I think stuff like that. Uh, oh, so playing dance, classic dance, dance, yeah, just dance, popular. dance and stuff. Yeah, just popular favorites of the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dance band, just the kind of guys you were when you actually you kind of mirrored him because when you guys started on the honky tonks, you're playing the popular hits of the day. A little bit, so, a little bit. In a lot of ways, you're mirroring Greg, Greg Gandad. That's that's awesome, man. I, that's yeah. cool. So you have a musical strain in your family, so it makes a lot of sense what you're doing. Maybe it's your great granddad living living vicariously through you right now maybe i hope so maybe. i hope he's having maybe a good so. time yeah. <laughs> hey guys if you've got any questions uh we're gonna shut this down pretty soon because matt's giving us an hour of his time and he has to get uh, back to things there on the farm um <laughs> so I just remind you guys okay <laughs> do, you, do you like the toadies i love the toadies man Thank yeah Jesus. that's it absolutely that's yeah. Uh, Chad is a massive Toadies fan and they're, they're from, well, they're not from your neck of the woods, but they are from up the highway. Awesome they wrote Kingdom, a song. Yeah. Yes. They wrote a song yeah, yeah, Tyler yeah. that's uh, right by you from right by you. You know, maybe yeah. it's blasphemy, but I always love the Burden Brothers more. What? I mean, whatever you can like, <laughs> love it's, it's pretty much, you know, <laughs> to half of the band. But I know it's Todd is Todd. It's okay. I know it's so Todd of him. Yeah. Anyway, hey guys, uh, starting on the 24th of this month, remember Blacktop is getting back on the road. So catch them. They're going to do a long run. They're doing through November. So you definitely have a chance to catch them. Go support them. Show your ship rock colors. Give the guys some love because you won't see them again until January. So, uh, you know, enjoy some time with them. Check them out. Obviously check out the new album featuring the song Wicked Woman. And uh, you got anything else to add, Chad? Uh, great song, great fun. video. Just, I'm going to mistake yeah, it. Yeah. Watch it, watch it. Yeah, guys. Thank definitely you. check it out. If you guys uh, remember, this this whole episode drops on Monday, so you can check us out on YouTube or any of the streaming platforms. And definitely go back and check out the first half an hour that you may have missed because um, there's a lot going on. It's really good hearing about Matt's upbringing and how he got into what he's doing and how him and the band took a leap of faith to uh, – kind of break out of their small town and, and hit the road and, and do this crazy circus thing they're doing. Anyway, uh, hey, they said they need you guys in Long Island. You guys playing Long Island on this ro- on this trek? Uh, not on this one. I think we play in Syracuse, Buffalo, and uh, Albany on this one. All right, so. Daniel, Daniel, put some gas in the tank, buddy, and hit the road, yeah. man. You can catch them still in your state. Anyway, oh, yeah. hey, guys. 
thank you for everyone for joining us. Obviously, thanks, Chad, for uh, for hosting here. And obviously, our guest tonight, Matt, say hi, obviously, to the fellas in the band. And we'll see you guys in January. Hey, guys, just remember, the, this show couldn't happen without some very important people helping make it happen, including the show, show producer, Alan. Uh, what is it? Al McManus? Is that the guy, Big Al? Oh, my God. <laughs> Big Al. I missed Al. It really is. Anyway, yeah, I miss anyway. too. So, listen, we want to thank Al for the show producer, our engineer, Jennifer Zito, our show coordinator, Heather Smith, and, of course, the captain, Alan Koenig. So, uh, obviously, we also want to thank, as you guys have been booking your, your crews and getting everything in line. Guys, remember, we got production stuff going on next month, dude. So, the cruise is starting to happen, man. But it's it's going to come very quickly, so we're stoked. So, we want to thank, obviously, you guys talked to uh, Kathy and Peggy a lot on the phone. So, uh, we want to give a big shout-out to them as well. And also the guy who helms and created the stowaways, that's Danny. So we want to thank everyone. And uh, we want to thank you guys for giving us your, your Wednesday evening, especially Matt. All right, buddy. Listen, best of your success. And uh, let's stay in touch, bro. Absolutely. Be safe thank you guys for having man. me. Yep. Thank you for being yeah. here. Yeah. All right, guys. Everyone take care. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.